welcome back to yet another TechMobile versus RBI.com podcast. I am your distinguished host, Brad, joined as always by Nathan Mers, who's much less distinguished. It's good to be back with you, Brad. It's good to see you. Uh, good to talk to all of you guys. So uh, we're excited to have our twelfth uh, show of the year here. So yep, excited. definitely. We've survived a year. Uh, now today, if you're listening to this on the Eight Bit Extravaganza Radio Network, that means this is coming hot off the presses. It hasn't even made its way to iTunes yet. You are so lucky you get to hear it first. It's an exclusive presentation by Eight Bit X Radio Network. And this show is also brought to you by El Himidor Margarita, <laughs> Margarita in a can. Yeah, Not really, but uh, we totally will drink some margarita in a can. So, <laughs> we got an awesome show planned for you. Totally stoked here this this we- fine weekend to be on the Eight Bit X. Uh, so let's stop dilly dallying around, Nate. Tell the audience at home what they've won. First of all, we're going to take an in-depth look at the Chicago Bears. One of the one of the better teams in Tecmo Bowl. We're just going to look at kind of the ins and outs of them, what makes them tick, and and kind of our general thoughts and um, why they're and, awesome. Exactly, and apprehensions about them. So now, as you know, if you followed along with our website um, or some of the uh, podcasts we've had recently, well, we talked a little bit about where teams rank. And the Bears have pretty much lived in the number three ranking in Tech Mobile, 12 teams. Giants and 49ers come in slightly ahead of them. One thing that we find interesting about the Bears, from player to player, top to bottom, they are probably the most talented team in Absolutely. Tech Mobile. Absolutely. And not, if not for a few quirks of the game, uh, which we'll get into, they might be, you know, in that top you know, top team discussion. It's just a, a few quirks of the game that keep them from being in that position. But as Brad said, from from top to bottom, you know, position to position, they're as talented as anyone. Definitely. Just speed all over the field, a lot of powerful. Uh, power is kind of an underrated attribute in Tech Mobile. Right. As defenders, if you're powerful, you can chuck your blocker faster than a been a weak defender. If your offensive line guys are powerful, they usually uh, block and destroy people better, especially on like kick returns and yeah. stuff like that. The Bears are powerful. The Bears. Now, one of the quirks that keeps them from that that holds them back is offensively, their playbook kind of limits their talent. Their receivers, they don't have too many receivers going out in full patterns. And by that I just mean they don't they don't send too many people long. Yeah, they get, they got one one deep route in the playbook uh, for path one, path two, and then outside of that, it's a pretty conservative playbook. It actually it works both ways. Um, against it, it plays into the Giants' hands because the Giants want you to run a lot of plays because they figure eventually they're going to get a stop or they're going to get an interception or something. But what the Bears playbook does, or how it works well against the lesser teams, is that's methodical. It totally just grinds defenses into pulp. Really nickels and dimes you all the way down the field, and it really just kind of crushes your spirit if you have a weaker defensive team because uh, you, you just keep thinking, man, I can't stop these guys. This sucks, you know, like, and, and just kind of defeats you mentally. And you, you have to exert definitely a lot of play calls to stop Walter Payton. And then it's just Jim McMahon playing a little pitch and catch with the, with his with their safe routes. Like the Bears are t- kind 
kind of a team that's hard to intercept because mm-hmm. they the playbook's set up that you don't have to take many chances. Yeah. And you know they they have uh, a you know they have a tight end who slants on a couple routes. There you know they send Walter Payton out in one route, and that's really hard to defend because he's at you know usually at the bottom of the screen, and so you're, you're covering the one yeah you're covering the one long guy that's going, and and so it's kind of a dump off to him. And against lesser teams, that's that's all fine and dandy because you know you want to nickel and dime them. But against the Giants, the Giants are sitting there going, uh, please keep doing this. That'd be great. Yeah, and eventually we'll catch you with some playbooks. But but the, the, definitely that dump-off pass to, to Peyton in the playbook is it's lethal because you get that defender going way off screen, covering uh, Willie Galt deep, and then uh, it's, it's pitch and catch to Peyton. And then he's got like 8 to 10 to 12 yards of running room by the time the defender makes his way back onto the screen. Right, but against some of those better defensive teams like the Giants and, you know, maybe even sometimes the Cleveland Browns and, um, you know, to a lesser extent the Niners, you know, you want those deep routes. You want multiple deep routes. You want, uh, you know, a deep route at the top and a deep route at the bottom half of the screen so that the defender has to stay honest and, and you can push them out further yeah. uh, with the route. And, and then those dump-offs get you... Uh, more yards because their playbook limits them to one deep route. There's really not much to cover, and if you have a super fast defender, it's easier to really limit them offensively, and and it's really easy to uh, keep them from just gouging you, which you you really have to do. That's why the Niners match up offensively better against the the Giants because they have multiple deep routes on every pass play, and so you have to cover everything which you just don't really have to do with the Bears because you don't fear too much, you know, some of those dump-offs and short passes too much. Certainly. From an offensive personnel standpoint, McMahon, he's kind of a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. And then the, your receivers, not, not, no, not, no one that's fast on, the, on that group. So that's kind of a hindrance, too. So Walter Payton clearly is, you know, the crown jewel of the offense. He's the focal point of the offense. Uh, so I think that hurts the Bears a little bit, just not having like a big-time playmaker at the wide receiver position. But again, the playbook it dictates that you know they're just going to grind you out on that on that front. Yeah, the top-level receivers are somewhere in that you know eight to ten range, um, rating-wise. Uh, Jerry Rice is the only ten, but there's a lot of like nines and eights. Their fastest wide receiver is Willie Galt, who's a seven, yeah. and then their next fastest guy is a six. So, um, really not top shelf speed. So even if you did have some deep routes, it'd, it'd be kind of lackluster. But they just really are limited offensively, other than Walter Payton, which is why a lot of a lot of times when you play the Bears um, defensively, you just kind of get into shutdown Walter mode, and you're feeling pretty confident. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball. We're done bagging on the Bears and their their methodical matriculating down the field offense. What did you just say, matriculate? Going awesome. back to the late, great Hank Stram. Excellent. This is where the Bears make their money. Let's take a look at all the delicious greatness that is the Chicago Bears defense from top to bottom. Defensive well, end, Richard Dent. He is one of the top defensive ends, obviously. Uh, in this game, you want to have a top defender with a lot of speed, um, especially against teams like the 49ers who have nothing but bottom runs. So, Duerson is, as far as defensive ends go, yeah. 
I'm a moron. Dang it, Richard Dent. Yeah, Richard Dent. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself because I have a man crush on Dave Dewerson, but we'll get back to that. Dude, D- Dent is, he's kind of a middle-of-the-pack speed. It was only a 14 rating, but, you know, that's definitely a capable, efficient defender. And again, you want to have one of those one of those guys at at the top. That's a key position, the top defensive end in, in, our, in our games, our strategy. So Richard Dent plays a key role. Just he's an adequate defender to start off. Now the guy who's not an adequate defender and who is an elite defender that's on that D-line would be Steve McMichael. He's a base master. Otherwise known as Mongo if you were into pro wrestling back in the day. He has elite power. His power rating is the top of any D-lineman. His power rating is an 80. And as, as Brad mentioned earlier, power rating for D-linemen is important because it helps you chuck your offensive lineman faster. Yeah, and sometimes you can chuck a, a lineman fast enough that you can catch on, you can latch on and tackle the running back just as he's getting to the hole. So that's, that's a key facet of the game. And to teach you just, just kind of how head, like heads and tails better and more powerful Steve McMichael is than every other defensive lineman, most defensive linemen in the game have a, a power rating of around 48 or 53. Somewhere in that that you know high 40s, uh, early 50s range. This is 80. Yeah, the tops so. in the game. There's, so. there's a few elite that are up in the 70s, but McMichael definitely is the burliest of the defensive linemen. McMichael also plays this role. We have the linebacker protection rules, which allow linebackers to occasionally be unblocked on some certain run plays based on the combination of offensive and defensive calls. Well, that ties into McMichael as well in the defensive line. So there's a few teams where he can single-handedly shut down, your, you know, like your Giants, your Colts. Um, the Cowboys too, right? Uh, Cowboys? Or no, there's the uh, Cowboys have the same defense. Yeah, he shuts down the Giants and the Cowboys together. So their run- rushing attack is pretty much rendered useless. And then McMichael's a great asset in the passing defense. He can pick off a lot of passes with his amazing speed as well. Right. Oftentimes, actually, I'll use McMichael against the the 49ers when you know it's a pass play because mm-hmm. they sneak back to shotgun. Yep. Or if it's like third and long, I'll sneak down to McMichael just because sometimes it's really awesome having a really fast guy that's on the line of scrimmage with the wide receivers. Yeah. makes it harder for them to throw an immediate pass to him. So, Especially w- where he's at, near the bottom. Right. You know, he can shut down that quick pass to the bottom receiver. Absolutely. And, and again, just kind of what further makes McMichael dominant is he is the fastest defensive lineman on the game. He has the highest initial on the game. And, again, he's the most powerful uh, defensive lineman on the game. So um, as, far as, as far as D linemen go, uh, Steve McMichael is the cream of the crop in Tecmo Bowl. Moving along to the uh, second level of the defense, Mike Singletary, all-pro middle linebacker for the Bears. He had an okay career from what I recall. Yeah, he did all right. And in Tecmo Bowl, he's best served. Well, we find the best use for him is in obvious passing situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes from the middle of the field. He can pretty much cover the receivers from top to bottom. Uh, also very powerful, um, has the second most power of any linebacker on the game next to, of course, uh, LP, Superman, but uh, um, also is the second quickest, has the second best initial. So Singletary is clearly the second best linebacker on the game as far as pretty much every rating goes. The only, 
the only hitch with Singletary, uh, with the Bears running that 4-3 defense, he's going to be blocked on each and every run play that you don't call. So he's very effective against slow running backs. And if you want to take some chances and try to come in and make a diving tackle, uh, Singletary has the goods to do that. The good thing with the Bears defense, and, and there's not many teams not many teams that can say this, is if you come in with Singletary and try to make a diving tackle and you miss, a lot of times your Richard Dench, your Steve McMichaels Absolutely. have already blown up their offensive linemen and they'll clean up the mess if you yep. miss. So. Yeah, and, and so diving is awesome with Singletary, as, as Brad said, just because you have other people there to bail you out. And because of the time you waste avoiding Singletary, by then, yes. by then, uh, you know, I've Mongo has chucked his blocker and is like, "Come here, fool." So the Bears, as we've uncovered, are, are stout up front in the uh, front seven. And then uh, there's a guy that you have a pretty large sized man crush on. I got a bromance with Dave Duerson. Uh Dave Duerson is obviously a safety for the Bears. He is an elite-level safety. He's up there in the discussion uh, with uh, Dixon and Browner uh, and Minifield as the – well, I, you know, Ronnie I was, was going to set yeah. Ronnie Lott aside. Ronnie and, Lott, uh, but Dave Duerson might be – you know, he's in that discussion for the second-best safety in the game. Uh, he is elite. He is the same speed, actually, as Lott and the other guys are. His initials, uh, the second-highest in the – in the game and the guy just all I know is with the rest of those defenders doing their job if you're Dave Duerson it's cake yeah I mean you know the thing about Lot is other than Michael Carter he doesn't have an elite defender mm -hmm. um, and Michael Carter is only an elite defender if you're an elite player like exactly. uh, unless you're a human uh, an elite human you know human player Michael Carter is not an elite defender so Ronnie Lott's kind of by himself as far as that goes. What makes Dave Duerson's situation awesome, which makes him even more dominant when you play against him, is with all the other guys around him, you don't usually think of Dave Duerson. You know, you're sitting there when you're playing the Bears, you're worried about Dent, you're worried about McMichael, you're worried about Singletary. And all of a sudden, a human player will switch to Dave Duerson, and you're like, what the heck? And Duerson will just destroy things. And the reason he's able to do that is because you have Mongo chucking dudes down at the bottom and you have all these other guys destroying stuff. So it makes Duerson even better because he's got all those awesome other great defenders there, top to bottom there. So Now that we've showcased the greatness of the Bears defense, one of the most vital components of Tech Mobile is the special teams, baby. And the Bears are special. They are. Uh, I have not actually gone through and ranked the teams, all three units, you know, collectively. But with what we know, what they can do on special teams, they're in the top, you know, one or two for certain. Without, um, and without let's, question. And yeah. let's save the best for last here. All right. Uh, field goal kicking. Kevin Butler, he can hit as long as the Bears line, get to the line of scrimmage at about the 45. Uh, he's money. That's the second strongest leg in the game. And more importantly, Kevin Butler is is uh, straight up money as far as he is clutch. And he is as clutch of a kicker as you will get. Yeah. Whether you're on the road or you're at home, that's the guy you want. He's clutch. And and you know that plays into their offense being a little conservative. You know, and, and they're not always tearing up the field in yards. 
just that, you know, that extra five yards that they don't have to gain that, that other teams, you know, such as you know, the Giants or the Redskins have to because their kickers are a little bit weaker. That, that, uh, that factors into helping out the offense a little bit, you know, hey, five less yards. Uh, and we can still get the field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the one area the Bears are a little weak on in special teams is punting. Now, that guy is special, and by that we mean he's short bus special. Yeah, and Wagner, uh, his distance, his max distance on the punts, 61 yards. Uh, when you consider that the elites uh, land dead at 76, um, you know, your, your Ron Stark, your Reggie Roby can punt the ball 71 yards. 61 yards is, you know, when you're playing the Giants, that's a 14-yard disadvantage punting. The one saving grace, though, as we illustrate, is their defense is so good that they can overcome the punting issue a little bit. And and the other thing that kind of makes up for that is the their coverage units. Uh, their coverage unit is one of the best in the game, obviously, because of the dominant defenders they have. They don't give up too many huge kick returns. And because they don't give up too many huge kick returns, usually they start out doing pretty well yeah. as far as the field position battle Certainly. goes, as we'll get to in a second. Uh, since their kick returner is dominant, you know that kind of balances out their their uh, crappiness of punting. And now, last and certainly not least, this guy I consider Dennis Gentry the single most dangerous player in Tech Mobile. I would consider him the second most dangerous since I often use Cleveland, but um, there's no doubt that Dennis Gentry is flat out sick. Fastest kick returner in the game. Uh, he's racked up by far and away the most touchdowns for us in Tecmo play over the years. Yeah, he's, um, he's stout. Uh, he's just, just to illustrate, there was a five game stretch where Dennis Gentry had five touchdowns. He returned at least three of them into opponent's territory. He did, I called it like a tsunami type performance. He just obliterated everything in his path. He's always capable. Now, one of the things that makes Gentry uh, so dangerous, and this is actually something that we didn't really touch upon on the offensive side of the discussion, Jay Hilgenberg of the Bears, he blocks for Gentry on kick returns, a 90 in terms of power. And then you also have Jimbo Covert with an 81. So what those guys do for Gentry, they, they eliminate. The, mm-hmm. They popcorn. They just... They, they destroy people. And, yeah. And keep race. that in mind, okay? His power rating, Hiltonberg's is 90. We just got done telling you the best defender's uh, power rating is 80. Like 80 yeah, on the D-line. So. Um, so they have two offensive linemen whose power rating is better than the best defensive uh, power ratings on the game. So. so yeah, so what they do is they just erase defenders in the kick return. You know, there's there's always somebody that's making some crazy diving tackle to stop your kick return. Bears face less of that because there's more defenders popcorn. And also in the run game on offense, if when they're popcorning guys, you know, mm-hmm. there it's less landmines for you know laying in wait for Walter Payton. So it's they just they basically they're the unsung heroes. They are on the Tecmo Heroes page together, but uh, they make a huge difference and nobody talks about them. Yeah, I know, you know, even when you have like the Giants or the 49ers teams that are generally thought of as having really good defensive guys, you're expecting them to shut down everybody else's kick returners and stuff also, but once you, man, you when you go against Gentry and you got those big hosses in front of them, you just see this big dude coming at your defender the entire time. To stop Gentry 
and especially to stop Gentry, you know, on his side of the field, you have to make a great play a lot uh, of on kick yeah. coverage unit. Like you, usually you don't have to make a play in kick coverage unit. You know, usually, you know, you just kind of follow the guy and eventually you'll get to him, you know, within 30 yards or whatever, you know, inside the 30, 40, whatever. To, for Gentry, you have to make a play. You have to get around one of those dudes, dive. You have to do something. You have to, like, come up with something fancy to, to get him down. So that does that is what separates him from McNeil. McNeil is just as, like, dangerous when he's out in open space. But... McNeil doesn't have the blockers, and McNeil's a lot more, you know, McNeil is the kick returner for those that aren't fancy um, for the Cleveland Browns and who also breaks a lot of touchdowns. And, but McNeil also gets stopped at his own 20 more, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So although McNeil has just as many, like, competes for just as many touchdowns, what he doesn't do, however, is he doesn't get those mid-range ones where you get to the 40, the 50, which sometimes win you a game, honestly. Yeah. You know? And – Okay, we kind of bagged on the Bears' offense earlier, you know, which wasn't uh, how it can be lackluster. But oftentimes, Gentry sets them up with short field, you know. Absolutely. They're 40, you know, they're 45. So that kind of goes into the process of the Bears being such a great team. Is their kicker, their special team set up so the offense just has to go X amount of yards. And then with a great field goal kicker, you know, Gentry can get you to the 40. You just got to go 15, 16 yards, and then, bam, three points. And that's when that diversity of their offense does come into play, and, and their ability to nickel and diamond does come into play. Because if, if you have a short field and you only need to get, like, you know, 20, 30 yards to get into field goal range to win the game, which seems to happen all the time. With them, they yeah. play a lot of close games. Yeah, um, the, just because of the way they're they're constructed, they're the they're the grinded out team. Um, conserve, just be conservative. You know, our defense will overpower you, and we'll have a leg up on special teams. Well, and if you only have to get thirty yards to kick a game winning field goal, that's the exact type of offense you want, actually, because yeah, it's yeah. harder to shut down. And also, the the defense knows the playbook is open. You know, right. So they're on right. their heels. Everything works here. Yeah. Everything right. works here. Those dump off passes all of a sudden get a little bit more irritating, mm-hmm. and those, exactly. those those short passes for six yards to the tight end become a little bit more irritating. Can I say the word irritating is perfect placement there? So that's about all we got for the Bears. Uh, I hope we we pieced it all together well for you that, that how all the even the special teams units you know coalesce together with the with the offensive and defensive groups and the Chicago Bears uh, in every game. They have the best defense in the game to shut down the Giants' offense mm-hmm. and to, to keep it close late. Absolutely. Um, they have the goods to duke it out with the 49ers, and they pretty much have the the ability to grind out anyone that's below them, the, the nine teams ranked below them. They're, you know, they're always the favorites against those. Here's, here's the thing. The Bears are generally considered the third best team in the game, and the separation between third and and fourth is monstrous. You know, the top three, you know, the top tier teams, the Giants and Niners, and you can put those in any order you want. Generally, the yeah. Giants are considered first, and, uh, you know, they're 1A, and the Niners are 1B, and then the Bears are three. Well, the, the drop to four, no matter who you think four is, is monstrous. The Bears are the team that you want if you don't get one of the top two teams to compete against those guys. They're the team that legitimately has a shot at beating them all the time. Um, honestly, if they had a, a faster receiver 
and if, or if they had a slightly better offensive playbook as far as the passing game goes, where you have one more receiver in one of those routes going deep, uh, we'd be talking about them probably being the best team in the game, I or agree. at least, yeah. you know, because um, as, as we mentioned, the whole point of this is that they are the, if if not the best team, they are the most talented team, certainly, at the very least. They're the, they're the third best team, but they're the most talented from top to bottom. There's one thing that I wanted to hit you with cold to get, and I kind of thought about this on the drive over. If we could give the Bears someone else's, but different team's playbook that would really make them a monster on offense, what mm-hmm. team do you think that would be? Oh, man. I wouldn't give them a shotgun because that would limit Certainly. Walter Payton. Yeah. Um, so you'd want a team that has kind of a balanced um, – I don't know. What do you think about Seattle's? Actually, I was thinking Cleveland. I can see Cleveland's too, yeah. sure. Oh yeah, because they have the the they have the monster receiver routes where you got guys going deep on the yeah. on the one pass play. So, you got yeah. your tight end doing the out route. Absolutely. Um, they just have like the two generic runs, which will look a lot better when you're Walter Payton and <laughs> when you're Kevin Mack. Yeah. So. so it's like they're they're all. Oh, okay. absolutely. I can see that. And and I thought about the Colts playbook for a moment. But you're pretty much switching, like it's identical personnel. It is, um, yeah. The only difference, McMahon obviously would have a stronger arm than Jack Trudeau. Not not lobbing the ball up there. Which actually would, would that out route with Bill Brooks would make that a really dangerous play because the ball would get there a lot quicker. Sure. So I think like I don't think you could go wrong giving them the Colts. First and foremost, I'd say the, the Browns playbook. Colts would probably be a minor upgrade. Especially when Walter does right. when he would go and take Dickerson's route out in the middle of the field. I guess I I I, I totally get the Cleveland Browns uh, concept because they on the one pass route they have two guys going deep and it, it's really hard to stop and they have the balanced run. Um, I guess my initial was thinking about Seattle and just how when you play Seattle they're annoying. There's always uh, that they're drive. annoying. Yeah, they have that drive where they sure. seem like they're absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the rest of the time they're stoppable. Mm-hmm. And usually it seems like the reason they have that drive that they look unstoppable is because their running back looks dominant mm-hmm. when he's not really dominant. Yeah. Well, Walter Payton is dominant. <laughs> so, so put put him in that, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, that'd be all right. Although they'd be, able, you'd have to speed up one of their wide receivers too, though, because they're wider. I mean, the Bears' wide receivers. Are, yeah. You know, about as fast as I am, and you know, my forty time in high school was timed with a sundial, so not impressive, certainly. So yeah, that's all. Some the Bears people are, thought uh, that was impressive. The Bears are uh, just a little playbook tweak away from probably being right up there with the Giants and 49ers. But as is, there, there's as is, they got a lot going for them that definitely allows them to be competitive with those two teams to the point that. You have to play well when you're the 49ers and Giants yeah. to beat them. And you know, there's some teams on this on the game where you know the Giants and Niners can play a little. You know, if you're really good with them, you know, you can play a bad half. And yeah. you know, with the especially with the 49ers offense, you can play a bad half yeah. and let a team kind of hang around and then still just destroy them later on because of the separation mm-hmm. as far as those two teams go. But you know, you can't do that if you're the Giants or Niners versus the Bears. So. Yeah, and I think the I guess in the, I'm gonna close here with this, but I think what I like most about the Bears, and they're my favorite team in Tech Bowl, is they are I would say the most distinguished in where they are in the game in terms of the ranking and what they can do. 
there's they're just they stand out as a team. Yeah, the ultimate true. team. Yeah, actually, when you talk about the 49ers, you know, even here, you know, what do we talk? about? We talk about Ronnie Lott. When we talk about the, you know, the the Giants, yeah, we talk about their dominating defense, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you talk about Banks and Taylor, you know, and Taylor yeah. and Marshall, and that's it. The Bears are just top to bottom, awesome. So, the Bears, the Bears. As we get ready to wrap today's show, we just want to give a shout out to our friend Will from Eight Thick. Bit X and the uh, the Bit X Radio Network. We just want to say thanks a lot, Will, for uh, all you're doing uh, for us and uh, promoting us and, and all that. And we really appreciate the relationship we've got to form with Eight Bit X and the Radio Network there. And to, for all the the guys that over the last year that have uh, promoted us in one way or the the other, whether or the guys that subscribed on iTunes, um, definitely don't want to forget forget those guys. You avid listeners, you guys are awesome. We just want to say thank you as we finish out a year worth of podcasting to everybody who's uh, helped us in that way. And, again, thanks, Will, for uh, putting us on the network. So and here's to one more year. Uh, let's, you know, as we, as we go forward in the next uh, 12 months, we'll, uh, as always, try and do better. We will. Thank you. See you guys next week.